and the image that I, that, I, that I get on the battlefield, especially whenever we, we have these moments like what we just had, that, you know, on a battlefield, someone gets wounded. And so one of our soldiers is wounded. She's not down. She's wounded. She's not defeated. She's wounded. You see, we still live from a place of victory. We still get the chance to show a world our faith regardless of our circumstances. We're not going to fake it. This sucks. <laughs> right, Jamie? Do I get an amen on that? It sucks tremendously big. And so we as a body of Christ get to say that, but it doesn't determine who we are and how we go through it. Hence, we need every bit of the authority that Jesus has given us through the empty tomb and our believing in him to get through these moments. We're going to talk about that tonight. If there was no need for us to have the authority of Jesus within us, let's think about that just for a second because we're going to come back to it. Think about how many times in your life that you've said everything is fine and they weren't. Think about the times that you've packaged how you've said things are going on in your world just to make them sound a little bit better because you were fearful of the person that you were uh, giving the information to just wasn't going to be able to handle it. And it was someone close to you. All the more reason why we get the chance to show a world how to depend upon the incredible power of the Holy Spirit within us in the crazy of life. So I'm celebrating the fact that, number one, that Jamie loves you enough to share this with her, with us. Can you imagine? Not, can you, really, can you imagine not having a people to share this with to help carry it? Can you imagine trying to carry that on your own? Jamie, thanks for trusting us. So I just want to pray over this time. I do, I do want to, I want to echo the prayer that Deb just prayed. And that we serve a God of miracles. He's a big God. If you think you got him figured out, you don't. <laughs> got great news for you. He's limitless. So Father, I do, I'll just release all of us in this moment. We are wired into who you are. Father, thank you for a room full of marketplace pastors that get it. I just love that scene surrounding Jamie. Lord, we know that there's a ton of unknown, but we do know that you're in the unknown. So, Father, that makes it a safe place for us to keep walking. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And so, Father, we thank you for the strength and the courage that you give through our yes to Jesus in order to walk through this. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So I have no idea what I'm going to do because I left all of my notes out there. And that's good. So I'm just going to wing it. Is that all right? We've been talking about uh, cultivating. We've been talking about how our cultivating our relationship first with God will trickle down and out in how we cultivate and grow our relationships with others. And we were summing that up from how Jesus kind of summed everything up when he kept being asked a question. Hey, Jesus. Hey, Rabbi. Hey, teacher. And I think at times when the old boys were calling him that, they were just 
They were kind of being very sarcastic. Oh, hey, teacher, what's the greatest commandment? And he told him, he said, hey, let me sum it all up for you. He said, all of the writings, all of the writings of Moses and the prophet come true through me, Jesus Christ. All of them. And he said, the greatest one is to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your soul. And the second one, he said, is equally. He said it, he said it's equally as important to love others as who? Yourself. You see this up here? So we, 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 we've been over the weeks, man, we've been farming, we've been cultivating, we've been, we've been making our soil good. Right? And we looked out there, and the very first thing that we determined, we said, our soil, you know, we were looking in Matthew 13, and there was this, all this different kind of soil, right? There was this shallow stuff, there was this stuff that was kind of rocky, there was stuff that was full of weeds. But what kind of soil are you? Good. Come on. What kind of soil are you? Good. Based on who? Jesus. Jesus and Jesus alone. And so we've said, and we get to... We, we get this opportunity of saying, look, I'm good soil. I may not feel like it. We understand that. But the truth is, I am good soil. So that's the one I start to feed. So after we determine that, we said, man, we are good soil. We base that on Jesus. And now we are ready that we're going to start putting in the seeds. So I got seeds here. See those? Aren't they pretty? You can say yes. yes. You can also say no. <laughs> Who thinks they're not pretty? Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> I knew he'd raise his hand. So for tonight, we're going to pretend that the top layer, the white ones, are seeds of belief. So remember, we'll, we'll stop here just for a second. We said now that we have determined that we're good soil, that we do in our connection with God, in our praying with God, he will reveal things that are in our soil that we need to get rid of. They're, they're kind of just, they're growth stunters. And it can be any and everything for you, but, but you have the power to get that out, to get rid of whatever is in your soil that would uh, inhibit growth. And then once we've done that, we put the seed of belief in. That's going to be the white ones here tonight. Those are seeds of belief. And so we're planting the seeds of belief, and we said there's various ways to get the seed into your soil. So the Word, right? Word of God gives tremendous seeds to go into your soil and to help promote growth. Other ways are to hear. Because remember, there was a time this wasn't around. And so the way that they were able to grow their relationship through God and with others is that it was oratory. They had to speak to one another and help one another figure out, hey, Jesus is who he says he is. He's equipped us with himself. They kept reminding them each other of that. And it kept them walking through. And then the source of the watering, remember we said we went all the way back to that Feast of Tabernacles when Jesus was on the scene. And when the priest was pouring out the water and the wine, Jesus stood up because it was representing in the writings the coming of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was there and he said, that day has come. It is coming through me. 
And there was people on the scene that either believed that, the white seed, but most of them on the scene, we're going to say tonight, were black seeds. They didn't believe it. They said, man, you're full of malarkey. No way that that's coming through to you. You're just a carpenter. You're Jesus. You're untrained. And so tonight, what I want us to talk about is life looks like this. And so what I'm doing, if you're listening on the airwaves there, is that our life looks like a big old mess of that, doesn't it? There's just certain areas of our lives that we believe, and then there's certain areas of life that we don't believe. And yet, sometimes, which one gets the most focus? A lot of time. And so, even in that, what we have to do as a body is determine, why am I feeding the fact that I'm saying something about myself that when Jesus is near, it's not if Jesus, gang, look, eyeball me here. It's not an if Jesus is here. He's here. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. So if we sing he never leaves us so that he never forsakes, then guess what? He's never not with us. And so in those moments, so here I am, I've got life going on. Okay? And so what we want to do, let me go ahead and find this verse. It's Matthew 13. And it's verse 23. Matthew 13, 23. This is a reminder of who we are. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much had been planted. What seed are you planting? Here's an example. We were down at the Cove this past weekend. If anybody wants to know what the Cove is, that's our little uh, lake house out there on Kim's Ford. Beautiful time, man. All the people came up, and it was just, <laughs> we had a good time, didn't we, for everyone that came up? After everyone left, the old septic tank decided to boil over decided to start gurgling. ML comes in, she goes, yeah, absolutely. ML comes in and says, uh, hey, Daddy, I had the, the tub, not the toilet. The tub is gurgling. Like, the tub? Tubs don't gurgle, do they? And so I've got zero mechanical uh, experience, so my first go-to is the plunger. And man, I'm just, I'm, I am working that thing going, Lord, please, dear God. You know, splashing up all over you. Deb, go get a plunger that fits. And, and I'm looking at her, I'm going, do you think liquid plumber would do it? And there ain't enough liquid plumber in the world to do what had to be done at this barn. It was bad. Now, I had the chance. Now, gang, here is, here is legit as I can get. My little bald head went red quick because I started feeding. I went to victim mode. If you hear anything tonight, please hear this. When you place yourself in victim mode, you are in black territory. You are operating in unbelief. 
And so how do I get it out? I know. Be careful when you walk out of here. <laughs> Please don't do this at home. I was operating in unbelief. I'm going, really? How many of us ever say things like that in our life? Really? This? Are you kidding me? Why? The answer is, why not? It's life, Bibbo. <laughs> well, I don't want it on my radar screen, Lord. Nine rolls of toilet paper. It's, it's, it, it's messy, literally. It smells real bad. But here's the bigger deal. I even tried to turn the little man that came on the scene into the enemy. How many of us ever have done that? It wasn't his fault. So you see how the black, so gang, I literally, so me pretending, I could come up here and go, oh, it's okay. The Lord is good. <laughs> and gang, he is. But the truth of the matter is that there's this guy named Paul that said, take thoughts captive and make them obey Christ. So in that moment, I had this thought that is not lining up with belief, the white one. And so I have the chance in that moment to plant resentment, or I can plant, Lord, thank you for equipping me with yourself to get through whatever this is that we're going through. In the scheme of things, it means nothing. Now, if I'm planting something, and it's getting 30, 60, 90 times the, the harvest, which one am I going to plant? Which one do I want to plant? Absolutely. That's the big bucket I want to. How do we? You see, there's a, I got one more example. I was talking to this lady, and man, she was just, she was just fit to be tied. Her and her man were having trouble. Resentment out the window. And I said, well, man, the first thing I'm doing is praying over you guys that you would start praying with each other. Oh, we pray every day. And I, I did. I started laughing. I said, there's no way. I said, you're saying words, but you're not praying. There's no way that if you keep praying, Lord, show me why I'm resentful. Because you know what the opposite of resentment is? Charity. Goodness. If you keep praying with your man, there's no way that you can continue to live in resentment for him. Frustration? Absolutely. Which one am I going to plant? How do I start pu pulling the black away from the white? And it's once... Now, guess what? Put those back in there. Guess what wants to come back in? It's not a one and done. It's a repeat. It's a repeat. It's a repeat. So if I want the harvest of 30, 60, 90 fold, which one am I going to plant first? The seed of unbelief or the seed of belief? Okay. Here's where I want it to get tangible before we start winding up. There's a... It's a verse in Colossians, I believe it's in chapter 2, where it talks about the roots growing down into him. You see, because this is tangible in our everyday life of wherever we're going, wherever we're walking, wherever we're spending the most part of our day. 
is that this is when this comes to fruition. It's easy here, gang. For the most part, everybody's on the same page. We're all centered. Where it gets difficult is when we walk out the door and we still want to operate with the white seed constantly, but the black is coming in fiercely. The number one seed you got to believe is, do you believe that you are equipped? Here's where you get real bold with yourself. Is there anyone in the room that feels like they're not equipped? Raise your hand. Okay. You're operating with the black seed. Guess who is equipped fully? All right. How are we equipped fully? Amen. And so how do we walk through that? How do we show the enemy that you are equipped in that moment? you got to literally speak it out, gang, whatever it looks like. you got to literally walk through it and show the enemy that you believe that you are equipped. Why did Jesus give full authority to the disciples and to us? It wasn't for bumper stickers. <laughs> Those are great. Think about that. You have full authority. So the let's do it relationship. How many is there anybody in the room that has a relationship that where you keep saying yes and you want to say no? Anyone? Okay. You replace it because your yes to Jesus Operating through it helps you say no to that individual. You start removing the black. You start removing the black. Now, here's the thing where I think we get a little sideways before we close. Sometimes I think the body of Christ thinks this is supposed to be white all the time. Don't we? It's baloney. You can release that. That's called perfection. If we could always operate in the white, gang, there's no need for the empty tomb. We're about to celebrate that, but thank God you know how to celebrate it every day. Right? We ain't waiting for our celebrating. So if I want to grow it, I've got to sow it. Don't you like that? I like that a lot. I'm about to throw these seeds all over you. Ah, everybody's like, oh my gosh. If I'm going to grow it, I've got to sow it. What's my choice? What's the, what's the opposite of unforgiveness? How do I forgive? Anybody in here have someone that they've been holding on to unforgiveness with? Amen. That's well said. So when it sneaks back up on you, don't be shocked. Go back to what? Amen. It's just like shampoo. Pour, lather up, rinse, repeat. When do you ever stop washing that noggin? <laughs> Thank God I can save money on shampoo. You're a great bunch. Here's what I want us to do. There's a lot of times, well, we, we kept that chair over there on purpose. 
And we said we're symbolizing that that's, that's God, that he's communing with us. Isn't that just a great visual? Gang, that's a celebration. If anyone's ever told you at any barn, any place, anywhere that you've got to examine yourself in order to participate in that, and they based it on things that you are doing, I want to release you tonight. It said, when Jesus broke the bread and he blessed the cup and he passed it, he said, do this in remembrance of who? Me. Thank you. We are giving glory to Christ for dying, for resurrecting, for equipping us with him. So the only examination that we can do is I'm saying, I've said yes to Jesus. I'm partying. It's a freaking feast over here with him. Right? And so let's show the world that we believe that. So we're going to do that. Everybody stand up. I'm going to bring it over here. I like holding it. Who wants to hold the other side with me? Father, we thank you. We love you. We know that you love us. We thank you that we get to operate in a place of believing. That, Father, when unbelief creeps in, Lord, that you've equipped us in order to get the, the unbelief out. That, Father, that we can dissect that, that we can look at it and just discard it and make every thought, Lord, obey you. Father, our roots are growing deep down into you. Thank you that you're limitless. Thank you that you are everlasting. In the name of Jesus, amen. You are the one.